When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Talking Titans, the sick podcast. I'm joined by Jared tonight. We got a great show for you. Vinny's taking the night off. We'll, we'll see him very shortly. Got a lot of great stuff to dive into as always. Sammy, you know what to do. Start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL! And he just took her to the house! The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. My name is Sal. I'm joined, as always, by my counterpart, Jarrett. Like I said earlier, Vince taking the night off. We'll see him shortly uh, later in the week. Um, got more stuff to talk about, as always, as well as a, a preview of this Monday night matchup against the Miami Dolphins. I know I think the three of us can agree we, we have very low expectations for this game, uh, especially finding out now that Jeffrey Simmons will not be playing. I think it's safe to say there's a good chance Derrick Henry won't play either. I haven't really dived too much into that situation as far as, uh, you know, where he's at health-wise. But no matter who we have, no matter how healthy we were, excuse me, it's very unlikely that we're, we're really going to be competitive in this game. Um, there are some YouTube comments from our last show that gave me some kind of weird illusion that we might find a way to win this game. But after a night's sleep, especially – in Miami Monday night, there's just even as good as Will Levis, I think, is. There's just no way this is going to be a competitive game, in my opinion. Jarrett, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I completely agree with you. It's a fast-paced offense with Tua right now. 20, he's got 24 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. I mean, he is turnover prone a little bit, but our secondary, our back half of our secondary is not that good. I saw a stat that Sean Murphy Bunting actually punted up, not punted. He posted saying that he was the third. He's the – hold on one second. He is – let me get this right so so no one calls me out on it. He is the third fewest receptions allowed in the NFL by a cornerback, which is absolutely surprising. And quarterbacks only target him 9% of the time. Do you believe any of that? I no, mean, obviously the stats are there, but every time, every time we watch a game, he's blowing coverages, he's getting torched. So I, I don't understand. I mean, maybe – in the middle of the game, he's good, but I see uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I see a lot of Waddle in the end zone this this Monday night. And just to hit on Derrick Henry, what you said, he is practicing, um, so I think he is going to play. I don't even think he's a game time game time um, 
decision, and I don't even think he's in the concussion protocol anymore. So. Oh wow. Well, I guess I'm wrong about that. But um, again, it's just just primarily because of the defensive struggles and uh, the big plays we give up and the constant third downs that we give up and how good Tyreek Hill is and how incompetent our secondary is. I just I don't know where. You know where we're gonna win in this game of inches because uh, we're we're at a disadvantage in so many different areas. Um, not to mention having to deal with a new new punter. Um, you know, two thirds into the way to the season, um, and that's a big thing. I mean, this like I said, this is a game of inches, man. And you know, we've been spoiled, even though you know Stonehouse has been a little bit iffy as far as uh, the touchbacks are concerned. Happening a little bit too much for a guy that mm-hmm. we all claim to be the next Brett Kern, but. Obviously, he was our punter, and deservingly so. Um, and, you know, there's been plenty of times when we've been on the 15-yard line and he's kicked the ball, you know, to the 10 with a roll. You know what I mean? And and that is a weapon that you can't put a price tag on. And now that we're not going to have that, I, wouldn't, I would expect to see some unfortunate, you know, flip of the fields uh, against us. And, uh, you know, this is not the team you want to give an extra 15, 20 yards to because of a bad punt. So uh, all of those things combined is why I really don't see this being too competitive of a game. The line is 14 points. I think that's um, criminally low, honestly, especially when you're supposed to get like three and a half, four points just for being home. And it's prime time, you know, and it's one of the best teams in the conference. So, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Will Levis does in another primetime game with the lights up that are going to be as bright as they're going to be. Um, and it's going to be fun to see what Mike Vrabel fucks up this this game, whether it be, you know, not, go, not going for a third and eight pass in the end of a first or, you know, you guys know the stories. But nevertheless, you know, I, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little concerned about, where we're going to go for the future as far as the rest of the season is concerned because as much as I want us to lose to get better draft picks, I don't want us to be an embarrassment, and we're pretty much there already, but this has the potential of being a really embarrassing situation for this franchise. I think you would agree. I mean, it could, but like I said, every time the lights come on on a Sunday night or a Monday night game, the Titans kind of respond and play a good, close game. I don't know. I mean, we we don't have leaders like – Possibly Derek, but I said, like I said, he's going to be playing. Jeffrey Simmons, we know, is not playing. Um, Kevin Byard's not there anymore. He was there in Pittsburgh last time to rile the troops up. So uh, the locking into the gates and everything like that is not going to be in the pregame speech, which is very uh, worrisome coming into this game. But like I said, I think they're going to be competitive, though. But it's going to be very hard to stop. So if we control the clock, try to run the ball with um, Derek Henry and um, – Tajay Spears. I think that's how we're going to try to win this game to keep it out of Tua's hands. I mean, the last time we played the Dolphins, most recently we beat them and we actually crushed them. It was a different team with AJ Brown on the team, but we beat them. So we're one and one under Mike Vrabel with the Dolphins. But uh, this is a very potent offense and it's very scary the way our defense and our back end is and how how much speed is on this Dolphins team. I mean, you, you don't have to worry about Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle the most all of a sudden. You got to worry about Raheem Moster. He has almost 850 yards and 14 touchdowns too uh, as a running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So I mean, we got to account for that too. Isn't he so, back this week too? Who? Devon Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. So yeah, I mean, he's pretty I mean, good. You, it's got tra- it's got track speed all over this all over this field. Yeah. So, but I'll say I this: I, I do. I do think we're going to get that that hoorah from the Titans as far as uh, motivation is concerned from Will Lettis. I, I really yeah. do. I mean, you watch this guy on the mic'd up clips just for literally four games span. And, uh, you know, he has already taken on the role of a, a veteran leader of this football team. And, um, 
He cares. And and that is so important, guys. I cannot stress this enough. All the people out there that say, oh, this guy's a bust, which if you're saying he's a bust, you clearly just don't know football and uh, you're just you maybe have something against blonde guys, I would guess, maybe. Um, but regardless, uh, this guy cares more than I would believe any other quarterback in this draft class. And, and that, you know, that, that's nothing against Anthony Richardson, CJ Shad, Bryce Young. Um, they are as talented throwers of the football as you're going to find. But I said it on Twitter, and I'll stand on this hill until I'm, I'm tackled off of it. I don't think any of those guys put forth the effort that Will Levis does and, and gives the passion. I'm going to stop you right there and tackle you off. Drop kick you. Stone Cold stunning you off of that hill that you want right now because C.J. Stroud is him. He is an absolute dog like Pac McAfee says. And if if there's any other quarterback that I would want on this team, it would be C.J. Stroud because he, he could be the first rookie passer in the history talent. to go over 5,000 yards. Talent-wise, yes. Talent-wise, and, yes. And, 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 and leadership. Productive, but I, I don't see I don't see him getting on somebody's back on the sideline if they're not doing their job correctly. And you need that. Look at all the great quarterbacks of our generation, all the championship quarterbacks of our generation. Those are the likes of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Okay, these are generational quarterbacks that have all been champions. What do they all have in common? They got the fire under their belly from first whistle to last whistle, and they put the fear of God into everyone on their sideline and the other sideline. Is C.J. Stroud the most talented quarterback in this draft class? By a landslide, in my opinion. But is even is he even a pimple on the ass of Will Levis when it comes to leadership and when it comes to passion, when it comes to willingness and desire to win? I don't think he does. And that's just me. I've watched his interviews. I've watched his mic'd ups. I've watched him in the locker room. He's the most talented guy ever. And Houston Texan fans are going to be, you know, foaming from the mouth for decades to come to watch this guy play. And I am not looking forward to seeing him on a, on a two-week basis every year. But with all that being said, Will Levis is a sociopath when it comes to football. And that is what we've been desiring and wanting for 25 plus years, at least I have, because as much as I love Mariota, he was never a dog. He was never a dog consistently. Every now and then you'd see him quiet you know, after, leader. Yeah. After, after he, after he slid in Jacksonville and clinched how he stood up and, and basically went over to the guy over his back and said, yeah, bitch, it's over. Or yep. when he pumped his fist in London when on the two point conversion that, that they didn't count. Um, but he wasn't a consistent, demon like will levis is and i think that is what could potentially put us over the top when the pieces are around them and i think you'll agree no absolutely i mean like i said going back to it, i like how you segued into this because i want to i want to do a little more arguing over the, over the roster now uh like i said the hundred million dollars we have next year surrounding him with a lot of talent now you're saying we're going back into the mike Vrabel situation over here i wanted to bring it up because look you're, you're trying to build a roster for the last couple of years to replace people in 2000 and the 2000 draft class, Isaiah Wilson, Christian Fulton, Evington, Murkison, uh, Cole <laughs> McDonald, yeah, whatever the hell his name is, and Chris Jackson. How many people are on the team? One, and you and you could say he kind of barely contributes. Now, if you go to the next season in 2021, it's even going to backfire for you, Jared. No, you know. it's not. No, it's not because when you're supposed to build a roster, especially with the draft picks that we had those years, we had I think 10, 10 to 
10 plus draft picks in the top 100. You're supposed to hit on those draft picks. None of those in the 2020 draft class have hit. So that's another reason why our roster is so bad. Caleb Fowler, mm-hmm. Ray Dunes, Rice, Molden, Des Fitzpatrick, uh, Rashad Weaver, Mc, uh, McMath, and Brady Breeze, all non contributors on, yeah. on, on that team. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Traylon Burks, uh, McCreary. And you're going to say, oh, Mike Vrabel has a huge hand in it. But that's where I'm going to stop and say it, he possibly did. But the whole collaboration. Possibly. But Amy, Amy Adam Strong said there has to be more collaboration between the head coach and the GM. So that's why I believe that Mike uh, John Robinson got fired because of this. And he had his, mo- his hand in all of this. And Mike Vrabel didn't. Did you ever think that maybe all of that stemmed from the sole reason why we are in this position in the first place, which is the trading of A.J. Brown? Did you ever think that that was just the one instance that took place that broke the camel's back and that there well, was, that was plenty- the last straw? No, 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 no. That was the one and only straw. You're, nah. There were there, listen. We were we were singing hoorah and 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 laughing and enjoying life, thinking Mike Vrabel and John Robinson are the best relationship under the sun. For four freaking years when everything was was sunshine and roses, okay? Then we lose AJ Brown and everything fell apart. So you're is it possible that there was never any unity? Yeah. But is there a very good chance that everything was fine and they were in lock and sync for all that time until John Robinson thought he was the smartest GM in the world and gave away AJ Brown for a bag of rocks? Of course that's possible. And in my opinion, that's the likely truth to the matter is that so- everything was good. Until he got rid of A.J. Brown, which you saw on draft night. Vrabel was – everyone on the planet was upset besides Eagle fans that night. And then everything fell apart. And now now that he got, that basically lost him his job, that one move, now Carthon, Unity, this, that, and the other thing. I think that's what it was. Nobody's going to tell me a guy like Mike Vrabel, maybe the most alpha guy in the league when it comes to coaches, just based on accomplishments – as a player and stature, that he's just sitting there like, oh, okay, you, 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 Isaiah Wilson, that's that's what you want? Okay. I'm not saying he's just going to sit there, but I want to try to find the clip. And if Sammy, if you have time, I'm going to try to do it. Last year, it was probably around December time, right when we, we fired um, John Robinson. He was on the podium saying that – and somebody asked him, about the roster, the offensive line. He goes, well, you know, this is kind of the hand that we I was dealt with here. So he brought in Dennis Daly, made a trade, whatever. The roster was built by John Robinson, I believe. So we can come back to this podcast and say, you know what, next year and say, you know what, Jared is a complete moron. He has no idea what he's talking about. Or we could say that you and Vinny or you are, are a complete moron because now I want to see how they actually collab. We, we say that all these guys that um, came in this draft class, Josh Wiley, Spears, um, Will, Will Levis, Peter Skorowski, they're all really good contributors to this team right now. They all Josh made the roster Wiley's this year not, right now. But... <laughs> he he starts starting to get his feet wet a little bit more in the offense, making more plays. You know, maybe he's a little fire under Chig's ass because as of late, last game, Chig has kind of stepped it up. So, I mean, that that's the best interest, competition. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, I will see say this, though. Next year. It's still unacceptable that we didn't go wide receiver higher in last year's draft. You uh, know, I love Rand Carthon. I love Rand Carthon. I'm going to trust him moving forward. But it is egregious that we did not take a goddamn wide receiver any earlier than what? The sixth fucking round, Jarrett, with Colton it's a, Dowell? It's a, it's a, it's a ble- no, seventh. Shout out to seventh round. Remember, we, we were talking about that last Don't year. Don't tell me but it's, it's a, a blessing. It's a, 
It's a blessing that we did that because we're going to be in a very good situation coming in April now with a we, loaded, loaded draft class. Gary, you okay? didn't say that. You're t- it's not a blessing, man, because who knows where we would have been if we took a fucking wide receiver in the yeah, third but, round, if but, we took but, Tank Dell, or if we took I, any listen, of these I want, I want guys, a Tank Dell. I want a Tank Dell. That was the only wide Come receiver on, if it was bro. late. How but many if moving receivers are going to let go? Amon Ross, St. Brown. Come on. Well, that was over Des. That was over Des Fitzpatrick. Another, another fuck up. Yep. Exactly. So Brave now, like no I said, part of that. If we if we get a wide receiver, you know, early or late in this draft, it's absolutely loaded. You have Worthy. You have um, you have neighbors. Uh, you don't even know if Marvin Harrison Jr. is coming out right now, so we'll see. I mean, Keon Coleman. It's absolutely loaded with with linemen and and tight ends and um, wide receivers in this draft. So I, I'm grateful that the opposite. I mean, the opportunity that we're going to have to pick in the top ten, uh, top five to eight this year. No, we got to so be. We're going to get playmakers. Five. Yeah, we're going yeah, to get five, playmakers. Though. We're going to. We, we may win one more game, so we're going to uh, be. We're going to be close. Nah, Jared. Nah, bro. Dude, if we don't win that, no, I'm saying we. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, you said we might not win at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I thought you meant we might be. You got the Finns. You got the Finns, Texans, Seahawks, Texans, and Jaguars. When when you find a way to lose that Colt game at home, um, and all the miscues, all the miss, Jared, you got to rewatch that game, bro. As as unfortunate as as tough as it's going to be, you need to really rewatch that game. Because anyone who tries to sit here and tell me Mike Vrabel is a top five, ten coach in a league, after rewatching that game and seeing how many unfathomable things took place in that game, and I'm not just talking about head coaching decisions, I'm talking about coordinator decisions, defensive coordinator decisions, both offense and defense, just time management timeout usage it was a train wreck and it, and, and and again i got to bring this up because i i'm i'm pretty sure you won't have an uh, or you will struggle to give me a legitimate straight face answer here do you think it's safe to say that when we had all the injuries under the sun all the injuries under the sun and we still managed to get a number 1 overall seed forget about how the season ends we were still able to get a number one AFC overall seed. Do you think it's safe to say you and about every other person that is a Titan fan wanted to give 90% of the credit for that success to Mike Vrabel? Would you say that's accurate? Jared, I mean, don't think about something to a, say. It's a yes it or was no kind question. Of a better, it was kind of a better roster at the time. I mean, we still have Ben Jones. At that wasn't center. a question, I mean, Jared. The line, wasn't was, a question. the line was a little better. That wasn't a question. You heard what the question was. Was Mike Rabel around 90% credit from every Titan fan, including myself, when we had all those injuries and went to the first seed in AFC? It's a yes or no question. No, but you, you still got coach of the up. year, Jared. It's a yes. Yeah, but right? yeah, but you got to scheme him up those, those plays for those certain people. You know so, where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. First of all, I, I, I don't think you have that much of an argument to say that rest, roster was better. Because with the injuries we had that year, maybe the offensive line was better, which the offensive line was better that year, regardless. But our D, our, our offensive uh, injuries with Burks being out, and then uh, if I recall, you know, um, there were, you know, Simmons was out for a good chunk of that, that, no, that was, season. That, and that Byard, was the Julio year. That was yeah, it was a Julio year. That was the oh, that was so we had AJ Brown. So I think AJ Brown was out yeah. for like six, yeah, seven games. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike Vrabel was was to credit for that. That is why he won Coach of the freaking Year, my friend. And 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 was that roster better? Like my point where I was getting to. Yeah, it was better with all the injuries, though. It evened out kind of because everyone wants to talk like we have the worst roster in NFL history. It's not great by any means, but it's it's not a two win roster, guys. It's not. Okay, so my point being, if everyone's going to give Mike Vrabel the credit when he takes an injured team to the first seed in the AFC, then how on earth are we going to give him zero blame for going on an historic calendar year of football as a head coach in the last 365 days? I'm not. Get, I'm not giving up on it yet. I'm telling you, I want. I want next year to come what, already. I want to see what, what he does with, with that, this offseason. What is your response to that? I said 50-50. I said 50-50. You have to believe 50-50. I'm still going on the John Robinson. I'm still going on the John Robinson train where we're still not recovering. says it all, Jared. No, I'm just telling you, we're still going, we're still going through the John Robinson era now. Now that Rand's here, he's going to weed all those guys out and bring the new guys in. Let's see what Mike Vrabel does with a rebuilded, rebuild a team. It's funny. Before the A.J. Brown trade, everyone said John Robinson was in J-Rob we trust. In J-Rob we trust. It was me too. All my day, team. every day. And of me. Course. And me. But here's what I didn't do. After he was fired, I didn't turn around and say, you know, he is the, re- the sole reason why we are turning into a dysfunctional franchise again. Because that's just that's just naive. Okay? Did he have a hand in it? Of course yeah, he did. Look, of course yeah, he did. Yeah. But to put him as the sole uh, sheep and the scapegoat for why we're going to be a two-win team over the past 365 fucking days is is ridiculous. It is the poster cop-out of all cop-outs. It it really is, guys. Guy's been fired for almost a full year now, and we're still saying that we're a two-win team because of everything that John Robinson did. You yeah, know, but a lot of a lot of his players rest. are still on the roster. Yeah, but a lot of his players are still on the roster. What are you supposed to do? Just cut everybody and just start new? If they're so freaking keep, bad, if you they're start, that, you start if, somewhere. If you have so, that X bad. amount of money. You have X amount of draft picks. You know, listen. Our secondary is all out of sorts. Of is course. it because so is our wide is, receiver room? Our wide receiver room. All they do is catch passes just a little bit, and they block. That's we need game changers. Just like Cincinnati it, has game changers. Is, is Roger McCreary, Sean Murphy, Bunting, and Christian Fulton the worst secondary in the NFL? No, but I'm not saying I'm, they're not good. Are they? Are they bottom five in the NFL? No, they're not bottom five. They're not bottom five in the NFL. So, with that being said, do you think there is some to, some blame for the coordinator and the yeah, coordination vote, of this defense for how poor I've, they are? I've said to you, the worst mistake that this franchise did was let Jim Schwartz go in the beginning of the season. Okay, do you think pull, Mike Vrabel had a say in Jim Schwartz not being back with the Titans? Well, what is he going to do if he gets a if he gets a coordinator job versus an assistant coordinator job? Would you take it for more money? I mean, it, you're weighing options. So here. why didn't we make him the fucking coordinator then? I don't. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Why. That's the mistake. I'll tell you why. Trust, and they because think Shane Schwartz knows what he's doing. Too big of an ego. Schwartz has too big of an ego, and anybody that is at a yes man puppet who sits there like a little kid with a freaking pan in his hand, Vrabel doesn't want because Vrabel has to be the alpha dog all the time, all the freaking time. Even Arthur Smith, you saw, you always saw him. He, he had a little bit of an edge to him, and what do you know? Even though you know he got a head coach job, but 
that was it. See you later. Because there's only one alpha on the Titans organization. It's been that way since he's been here. And maybe that's why they didn't really get along, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, towards the end. Because J-Rob finally made a decision that, hey, I'm the general manager, so what I say goes, and I'm going to trade A.J. Brown. And then it was all done. And then it, and then there was no unity, and it was all buttonheads after that. Because the second you step on Mike Vrabel's toes, the second you you give him give anyone else any power over him, that's it. You're dead to him. Another reason why he might never never have liked Will Levis, because Will Levis from the jump was a guy who was passionate, yelling at people on the sideline, this, that, and the other thing. And Vrabel rather have little little Tannehill, little smirk and run off and, and jog nah. off the sideline. Nah, you saw I what he know. said. To, you you saw what he said to him this weekend. Hell of a game. You played your ass off. No, I did. No, I did. That, and, and that whole, that whole, that whole thing with Tannehill, like Vinny said too, it was strictly about money. Giving the veteran his opportunity. Let what will Levis sit. We know we have the the possible future at the time. Now we know we do have the future of the uh, the Titans. Let him develop, study. He had a lingering in, uh, injury in training camp. Let him get healthy and see what happens. And you know everything's Godspeed now with Will Levis. So yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't believe any of that. I want to see what. Mike Vrabel and and Ron Rank Harthon have for one calendar year, two off seasons now because I only really count last year as an off season yet. We didn't have the money. We have the money. We got a we got a bag full of cash. We have a roster to dismantle to try to improve because we have a huge stadium coming up, and they're not going to want to put a shit product in a new stadium. So we will see how many splashes this team makes this offseason with the picks, the talent that's out there in the draft, and um, the free agency acquisitions for this team. I'm excited already with five games left. You should be excited, but I'm going to repeat this, and I'm going to say this from now until the start of week one. And if it's in Nashville, I can almost promise you I'll be there. With all that being said, if – Downing has gone, or I keep saying Downing. I don't know because they're, they're one and the same. That's Drilled into your head. No, but that, they're, they're one head. and the same. Honestly, I really think they are. If Bowen, Tim Kelly, are gone, and it, they and there are hires from outside the Titans organization, then I will be on Mike Vrabel's side, and I'll. I mean, I'm going to be on his side regardless because I'm going to want the Titans to win above all else, but. I will I will lay off the bull, uh, 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 lay off of his back for for an extended period of time, and that will also include getting rid of some players that obviously need to go. But that's the smallest part of it. If he brings in outside talent coordinator, not fucking guys that have been uh, equipment managers since he was hired, if he brings outside talent in an offensive and defensive coordinator, then I will say let's ride, let's ride one more time. But it, my hand to God, if Bowen stays next year because Bowen isn't good, it, it, he's not good. He, he, any success we had on defense was never because of him. It was in spite of him. And Tim Kelly is a joke. Tim Kelly is just another downing who can put together a scripted play here and there. And then when everything is stacked against us, it's the same bullshit. Second and nine, we're running up the middle with fucking Chris Moore on the outside where everyone knows there's no shot in hell we're throwing the ball. I, I'm done. It's over. I'm over it. So he bring, he clears house. I'm with you, Mike. Let's go. Let's go, Levis, week one. Let's get fucking T. Higgins, Malik Neighbors, and let's rock and roll. But if he brings in guys again from the back of the the, the, the back of the, the tape room, the film room to be coordinators, no. Nope, 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 nope. 
can't do it. And I'm already done with him, but I'll be all freaking off season hammering, hammering fire rim. Well, I mean, the last the last time technically Tim Kelly was an outside hire last year as an offensive passing consultant. So he was with Houston. The last one before that was Matt LaFleur with um I think he was, was with mid. San Francisco. Yeah, and now he, he was with the Packers, but obviously that was all Aaron Rodgers. But he's developed Jordan Love. You know, he beat the he beat the uh, Chiefs la, la, uh, two nights no, ago. No, no. Listen, so as I a mean, head coach, man, he looks like a vet. I'll tell you. He yeah. looks like he's been doing it for 20 years when I watch him in Green Bay. Um, and they are in the right the freaking direction, man. We would so never win actually, that game. Thank God, thank God, because I wanted to bring it up the other day on the podcast too. <clears throat> when you when you watched Monday night, the, the Jaguars and Cincinnati game, they had Jake Downing. I, I think that was his name, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Dude, he was throwing darts all over the field, scoring 34 points as a backup quarterback like that with that Coordination. offense. My goodness. I'm sitting there, I'm like, why can't we get creative? But we don't have those playmakers though, bro. We don't have we don't coordinators, have... guys. Yes, but we also don't Garrett. have a T. Higgins, a Boyd, and 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 a Chase. If we had DeAndre... those <clears throat> Listen, DeAndre he can't Hopkins, do it. He can't do it all of himself. DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry are at the top of their class at their position. If you, as an offensive coordinator, can't sit in your office each week, and I don't care how fucking bad the offensive line is, if you can't scheme up a way to get Derrick Henry and or DeAndre Hopkins into the end zone more than <laughs> one time a week. You are the problem. I don't want to hear it. Derrick Henry still is second in the league in rushing with the worst offensive line in football. You need to figure out a way to get him an open space. You need to figure out a way to do cross routes, to get DeAndre Hopkins, wheels in motion, get the ball in his hands. You have a quarterback with as we big of an arm as you've ever had in this organization. Enough is enough, man. Yeah, we ha we have not seen this offense since Arthur Smith uh, have the ability for the quarterback. I mean, the, the wide receivers for a catch and a run. It's always a catch on the sidelines, a, a deep shot. There's no crossers, there's no posts, there's no flags or anything like that. We need catch run ability from the wide receivers. Look and I'll I'll give you the scheme really quick for Derrick Henry uh, last game. There was a lot more outside zone reads, what got him into space, which why he had over a hundred yards and two touchdowns. So I like the run the run game scheme last game because it got him more in open space instead of just trying to run dives the whole time. So it got a creative last game. And, and 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 the fact that like, listen, I, I Chig's definitely had an issue with with catching the football, and and there might be some demons in there that we don't know about. But the fact that a guy like Chigakonkwo, who as a rookie gave us so much promise, and then took such a drop off in his second such a year, drop off. there's something to be said about that when it comes to coordination of your offense. There's some, especially when his rookie year was with one of the worst coordinators in NFL history. There's something to be said about that. You know, it, it just, it really is. Um, so, you know, we'll move on. We're going to wrap up for tonight after we, we touch on a couple more things. Uh, first, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings. Uh, can you believe we're this deep? It's the NFL season. I know I can't. Um, that's for damn sure. We got to make every second yeah, count. With DraftKings Sportbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on any matchup. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner with the NFL. Download the app now and use code 6Sports. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting $5 on the NFL. 
Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code six sports. The crown is yours, fellas and ladies. That's it. And they and them. Let's get into game picks um, over here. Game predictions for uh, this Monday night. We are going to be live after the game, yep. so uh, it could be really good. It could be really bad. So, what do you? How do you oh. see this playing out? In uh, it's going to be South, good. South Beach content wise, it's going to be <laughs> like Dan and Tommy DeVito would do. But as far as uh, the game itself, it's going to be a train wreck. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have. Uh, I think a hundred yards is almost is a guarantee. Um, it's a matter of if he's going to go to 150 or 175, I think is the real question. I think he goes 175. Um, I think Will Levis continues to show the world that he's someone to look out for. Uh, and that's going to be all I hope for going in this game is that, you know, he shows the world, hey, obviously CJ Stroud's great. I know everybody's waiting for Anthony Richardson and everyone knows about Trevor Lawrence, but watch the fuck out for Billy Jean, okay? Because I'm not here just to – to you know, hold anyone's bag in this in this division. I'm here to stay. I'm the real deal, and uh, I'm going to be fired up regardless. Final score for me is going to be uh, 31-13 Dolphins. All right, it's kind of similar here. So there's a couple things. Here's here's the little stats of the game. The the Dolphins are five and zero at home, and the Titans are zero and six on the road. So we are in South Beach. Uh, very fast offense. And by the way, Sal was talking about over a hundred yards for Tyree Hill. On DraftKings right now, you can get Tyree Kill at over 104 point yards. Um, oh and I am going to be all over that because I think he's going to get 160. Holy because shit. if he averages 150 the next couple of games, he gets to uh, 2,000 yards for the first time in NFL history. So you got to bang the hell out of that when that comes. So, uh, like I said, fast paced offense down in um, South Beach. I think Will Levis definitely has a good game, whether he throws one to two touchdowns. It's going to be kind of competitive for the Titans, but I do think the Dolphins are going to win 32 to 17. 17? Yeah. He was scoring two touchdowns, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll score two touchdowns. Is Will Levis's arm that's going to do it? I think he may throw one and a little Derrick Henry rushing touchdown, or maybe right. Tajay Spears in the flat by. Uh, by hey, listen, uh, uh, you know, maybe we see a couple more carries from Tajay Spears. That might be a good idea, Tim. I mean, uh, did you see what he did explosive. in the fourth quarter when Derrick Henry went down? I think he averaged like seven yards of carry for the last five minutes of the game. So, might want to put him in the uh, scheme book there, Timmy. But yeah, without being with that being said, would it shock me if we won this game? No, not even remotely. Absolutely, absolutely and, not. And that is just another indictment of Mike Vrabel as a head coach. Why, you know, again, how often do we win games we're supposed to lose and lose games we're supposed to win? That is a coaching problem, chat. Chat. That's a that's a yeah, chat, Talk whatever, right. viewers. But that's a Tennessee Titans problem, though. That's been back when Jeff Fisher. We were supposed to win games. We weren't. Okay. It's, it's it's so crazy Again, with the, with the Tennessee Titans. When you can't keep a straight face when you make a statement, I know you You don't even believe I'm what not, you're saying. I'm not talking about Vrabel no more until it. next year. I, I'm, not talking, you know, I'm not doing it. When you go to bed at night, you're like, fuck, i got to wake up tomorrow and pretend that Vrabel's a good coach. How am I going to do it? It's a ro- shit roster. I'm going to it. It's a shit roster. You can't win with a shit roster. Yeah, you know, and when we don't have a shit roster, you can't win with shit coordinators. And who picks the shit coordinators? Mike Vrabel. So with that 50, being said, 50, guys. 50-50 yeah, problems. No, like you said at the beginning of the podcast. I know. Vrabel sits there every day and he goes, John, what are we doing this week, John? Who, who are we going to pick, John? Oh, yeah? You want to take Caleb Farley? Well, I don't think that's a good idea, but you do whatever you want, my friend. Get the hell out of here. He's probably the one saying, you're picking Caleb Farley in the first round. I don't give Collaboration. a shit. Collaboration yeah. now. We need to collaborate as fans and find a way to get Mr. Harbaugh 
out of Michigan and bring him to Nashville. That's what I think. But I'm sure that's going to flame up the 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 comments when this show's over. Um, but shout it again to my dad who brought up that. Mr. Harbaugh, it would be – I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But anyway, guys, uh, thanks for joining inside. As always, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, share the show with your friends. Uh, appreciate everybody. Our subscribers keep going up. And we really, really appreciate all the – positive things you guys have to say in the comments as well as the negative because all comments help us out at the end of the day so i hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their night and uh we will we will see you post game uh a little late night late night uh talking titan live and uh that's all she wrote you got anything else to add jared before we wrap up that's it i'll see you on monday night all right folks sammy send me out tighten up And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.